just one microphone. And it sounds so sarcastic, like a guy telling you they started their restaurant with, <laughs> with one rice or nothing. <laughs> but yeah, we started with one microphone. We thought we could do a podcast. Then we started talking. People got interested. Then we also that it would be a business. Started. Uh, we had one camera then, that big camera. So it could take all of us. Then we. The one is holding? Yeah, the one he's holding. Uh-huh. So you could do everything. Then we realized we wanted the back and forth in the conversations. Then we got these guys. Then we realized we could actually really produce videos. So we got other bigger cameras that now do music videos for people. And now podcasting and live streaming. Um, since the time has been shaky with you, the live stream, also the internet, the meaning was, was bad. Like I just put off the live stream. So we'll just publish this as podcast form when it comes. For you, how did you start? You're doing incredible stuff, man. <laughs> how is it for you? Thank you. Uh, how did I start? What exactly? Um, the entrepreneurship. Let, let's go there. Oh, entrepreneurship. Just, just tell me about you. What What do you think about you? Uh, my name's are uh, Sempi Stanley. Yeah. I was born in 1996. I'm uh, 25 years old <coughs> this year. 1996 makes you 26. 26 at the end of the year on okay. my birthday. Yeah. Your Your birthday is by the end of the year. Yeah, okay. December. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I went to school. Uh, I went to high school in uh, King's College, Budo. That ah, was. Uh, that is one of my. Let's actually just pause there. How much of um, King's College, Budo, do you think defines you as? From now, like you look at it from out of school, how much do you think just passing through? How much of that environment? I went to Naminango College, by the way, so I know. A bit of what college taught me is so much solidarity and there's a lot of um the society helped me stand alone helped me understand that in life you can stand alone but with collective because college has a solidarity friends and boys so it mattered but also the opportunities you get from just coordinating to people when you leave college defines is a bit of a trick because me i didn't even finish campus yet uh it's not something i really took out like you know what i need to graduate and stuff but i still do a lot of work for people from college people who are into high profiles so a lot of that defines a lot of my clients are just hobbies so it defines how i am for you how is king's college how does that define do you think it mattered as uh, important? yeah for me it's quite a, a different but similar story uh getting into king's college was uh, more of a dream come true i worked so hard i worked my ass off to get there and uh I succeeded. Yeah. So the mere admission was a very big landmark in my in my life. And uh, when I got into there, I, uh, I of course I faced a few challenges. When you say you worked hard, you mean um, you really put in the reading, just yeah. specifically to get into King's College. Exactly. Like, okay. Exactly. Okay. Because I knew I needed top marks, the mm-hmm. best marks, to okay. get into. That's cool because it's always takes the the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I got into there, their culture was a bit different from uh, where I was coming from. So it took me some time. It took me a couple of uh, weeks to actually fully adapt to their culture. You know, walking into a school and uh, everyone is putting on a moccasin and uh, you're putting on a different kind of shoe. Everyone is walking a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that was. Uh, it was a bit challenging for me at, at first getting into the culture but with time i adopted and uh it was quite a very good uh, and uh, challenging experience 
having to you know compete with a lot of uh, bright students yeah. uh so is everyone uh, in, in buddha is bright right yeah everyone in buddha is bright but of course there are some that stood out there's okay. always some that uh stand out and i should say i was one of those for stood out in class eh? yeah in performance yeah uh, you got in um with four you got in from um s1 from uh, i got in at a level a level yeah okay okay um how by then what, what were you taking here? did you get in with how many points did you get i got in with uh 11 and 8 incredible stuff man yeah then left with i left with uh, 19 out of 20. nice uh that also now dictates why you chose to do pharmacy Exactly. Did you want to do pharmacy? Uh, I had two options on my mind because I did I did a course that could uh, see me do medicine or pharmacy, but I talked to a certain gentleman. There's a gentleman called Peter. He mm. was uh, more of my mentor before I joined. He told me, you know what? I see an entrepreneurial aspect in you. If you take up medicine, it's going to take up all your time, and you won't have time to express yourself in something that I believe you're talented in. Yeah. So the best thing you can do now is uh, take up pharmacy because once <coughs> you get your license, it will give you the liberty to do anything else that you want. And uh, I didn't hesitate. It was my first choice and I got it. And uh, I went into medical school with a couple of my hobbies. Yeah, and uh, I think I should say I went through medical school with my hobbies. So Budo had a very big impact right from my university so specifically you did medical because you were performing very well yeah i was performing very well and Not i was that you really wanted to treat people <laughs> or have something uh yeah i should say i've not been passionate about treating people it has never been my thing but i performed well in class i yeah. performed well in biology i got an a i performed well in chemistry i got an a so I, no option, I, I really had no option and uh, i wanted to make my parents proud so i went in for pharmacy at campus yes yeah. interesting uh then the entrepreneurship bit how does how do you then jump out of uh you know what i'm just making my parents proud because i have to and i mean they're paid all the school fees at king's college Budo, to jumping into what now you love to do do you actually love what you do yeah i love what you do absolutely i started doing that in uh at school yeah at school uh, i used to i had a brother who was a, a fashionista mm. so what i did is i used to give him money to buy me clothes that i could sell at school yeah so at buddha i used to sell jackets every after vd he would get me these nice nice jackets and i sell them off and i liked that, that idea of you know trading something stuff, yeah. and you get an interest trading off something and getting an interest so in my vacation i uh, joined my brother he's also an entrepreneur uh, at kampala road yeah. i joined him and i started uh, trading computers laptops that was before i joined campus so as i was doing it i realized it's something that came off naturally and easily for me i easily did it and i loved doing it yeah so i did it during my vacation i uh, made a good sum of money uh good enough to start a business however i was supposed to join campus in a few days or months yeah. and uh i had this fear in me of you can't do pharmacy and have a business 
So I first closed that off completely. I with a school. Yeah. I closed off entrepreneurship completely because I knew the course I'm doing. Okay. Wait, you first went ahead with a school then? You yeah, know, I closed. I need to first make my parents proud. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, after vacation, that short period, I think it was about three months, I switched off completely. I switched off my numbers. I sold all the stock that I had and I decided to, you know, let me go all in for school. Uh, in my first year, first semester, I did well in school. I didn't get a retake. My biggest fear was getting a retake. Yeah, yeah. But when I joined first year, first semester, and I didn't get a retake, I started thinking about how can I do business again. However, it was a bit tricky. I tried it in my second semester and I had challenges. Yeah, I had challenges. I was always passing at the age. I almost got retake. So I decided that, you know what, maybe I need to switch back totally into the books again. So I switched back into the books. Uh, second year comes. Uh, during that second year, we had a period where students striked at Makere and the president closed off the campus. Yeah. So when they closed off, I saw that as a very big, big opportunity for me to go back to entrepreneurship. So when I went back to entrepreneurship, it started working for me, working for me. And I realized, you know what? I'm studying this. I'm doing well, but my heart is here. This is what I want to do. Yeah, the books are going on well. Everything is uh, going on How just fine. How do you, what informs now your financial capacity after the president locks out to actually now go back into the entrepreneurship? Because you had sold off everything and decided to, to do the book thing. Yeah, so financial capacity, uh, I should say I totally used up my savings in my first year because I was used to a lifestyle of spending a lot because I was earning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took on that lifestyle, however much I wasn't earning, so I used up all my savings. Uh, so jumping back into it was about knowing people that have things and knowing people that can buy the things. Getting rich of so I jumped back in as a middleman. Yeah, get something from here, sell it here. Get something get from here, sell it here. And it worked out immediately for me. Uh, so when they reopened campus, I had challenges now sinking back into the school, into the school, you know, environment. And that year was my worst. That was my third year. That was my worst year. That is when I got the most retakes. And uh, yeah, and at the end of uh, the third year, I had a back and forth on the internet, I mm. think. You remember it with Chilla about yeah, iPhones. Yeah, 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 about iPhones. Yeah, and yes, by that yes, time, yes, yes. I was selling computers. So when I had that back and forth, I got this this fame, which was, uh, I expected to last maybe a day or two or three. So when I watched it go on for a week, I said, you know what? This is when I need to take this opportunity. Everyone on the internet knows me for iPhones. So let me just start selling iPhones because people will always buy from people they think know a lot about something. So the whole internet was convinced I was uh, the Mr. Yes. iPhones yeah. in Kampala. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I took advantage of that oh, situation. That's genius, man. <laughs> Thank you. Genius. I took advantage of that situation and rebranded myself to start selling iPhones. That's when I came up with Sage Buyers. That's when the I- The name, um, what, what, what's Sage Buyer? Uh, sage is a Latin word that means wise. Wise? Yeah. Ah, so the wise buyer. Wise buyers. That's how I came up with it. Okay. Incredible. Also, now that's also another genius thing. <laughs> but the brand, you know, that's where I picked so much interest in, in you. 
I have started an online brand, just like stories is almost similar. Uh, Twitter famous, I used to run a few games back in the time. Uh, how you've managed the brand is really incredible. And you just keeping to go. It's also that marketing looks to be very expensive. I don't know if um, return on investment really trickles in, but you really go hardcore with the marketing. So those are questions you, those are tips we'll <laughs> probably learn from you. But the branding was inc- has been incredible for me. It has been really outstanding for, from a young entrepreneur. You've, um, I think you brand out more than even a light online. If someone is to just check online on who is selling the phones, the iPhones, there's a bigger chance that they will find said buyer before they find um, authorized dealers. Well, they say that no. Are you an authorized dealer for Apple? No? Not yet, but uh, that's in process. That? Yeah, because yeah, I think there's no authorized dealer in Africa. Uh, there's actually LA is an uh, authorized Apple reseller in East yeah. Africa. Okay, okay. Are they authorized? Yeah. But you said buyer is also looking forward to to this now. But the branding, how do you really intensely understand that you know what? I need to have an outstanding brand. And uh, we could go back into Steve Jobs' story. It's weird, but it was also more like uh, there was a lot of failing. Besides you, for you, there's been a lot of winning in your life. The schools, the academics. But I also knew that you are in class before you came on the podcast. I was already told. How do you now understand the real marketing? Like, you know what? I have to go hardcore. And how do you get this money to market as a young entrepreneur? Because you see, it's hard to, to, to keep a business. More so if it's branding online. You, you, these are paychecks you're giving out to people always as you're expecting to get in the sales. Then I do not know how much sales you really get from internet people. Because then uh, iPhones are quite pricey. You don't expect a random person who you don't expect the eight lunch to to be your target audience because you know the latest iphone now goes up to 5m i think yes 13 pro max it's not an average trip that they'll have 5 million their trips were 5 million no offense to anyone but the average <laughs> person does an average that, yeah. trip on new york so for you how does it occur to you that you know what i aggressively need to do this because the uh, one thing i know anyone in uganda has perfected branding it's said by that one is hands down i talk about it with my friends i like for anything Stanley does or says and triggers you off, just don't forget that man is pushing one of the biggest brands online. And people might not really see the depth of it, but me, I've I've seen this brand stick, stay in existence from how it has started. How long? How old is it now? Uh, it's making three years. Nice. So for you, what is in for the marketing? How do you understand it? How um, do you really? I'll go like back. Not, yeah. I'll go back to my story. I've always wanted iPhones. I've always been a. A passionate use of iPhones. I used my first iPhone in a vacation. It was gifted to me by a friend called uh, Rutaisiro Medi. I think you know him. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. It was an iPhone 5. And uh, in our vacation, he had an iPhone, but he had an extra iPhone. So he's like, you know what? Go and use this. So I take it home. I start using the phone and I'm totally blown out. I'm totally impressed by how this phone works. Of course, I was using an Android smartphone before. When I touched this iPhone, everything was totally different. It was very easy to use. It wasn't freezing. It was taking the best pictures. Mm. Whenever I could pull it out, people would, you know, stare at me and, ah, center, center's iPhone was Ijawa. So, uh, so that was my very first iPhone. Uh, so that very first iPhone got an issue. And I took it to downtown. I took it to Mutasa to be repaired. And when I took it there, uh, I faced a lot of uh, 
challenges i faced a lot of yeah i was i was swung back and forth back and forth and at the end of the day yeah they switched in between exactly they switched the parts of the phone they gave it back to me worse than i took it there i asked i asked myself now where can i report this how can i be helped i know there are so many people who are going through the same thing or who would want the same kind of help but then i just i just abandoned it and said you know what let me just get another chunk of money yeah. and buy another phone and uh at that point i was earning which was uh good so i got like 50 percent of my savings and decided to just buy another iphone i think it was about a million by then yeah. so i lost about a million and i had to invest an extra million to get another iphone because you see with iphones once you get into this ecosystem you never want to leave it. You can do anything to stay. I'm one of the only people who are really left. <laughs> I was such an addict to the iPhone world that I thought like I, I, it was so much that I looked out so towards the next phone, but then it kept just being that. It's the next phone. It's the next phone. And and the times just kept coming closer. Before you know it, the next one is coming. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? This pressure, let me just first relax with the phones while I'll let people enjoy them. <laughs> so what phone are you using now? Samsung. Samsung guy. I want to buy the iPhone because now I want to shoot really uh, moving videos, and the iPhone really has the cameras that can can do that. Plus, it trusts um, the waterproof thing with a 13 Pro that I can shoot videos in the pool. Maybe that that is what will put me back. But also the S20 does that. So to me, it's also the accessibility. I don't find the iPhone since I, I can't get work off that laptop. It's not a Mac. All that and I'm around, all the PCs I'm using are all personally built because they have to get the space to, to handle all these videos. We're shooting 4K, all that stuff. I'm like, you know what? Apple, these, it's really good. The user interface is perfect. Apple Music alone, how my music is filtered, I think it's the best. To me, it's better than Spotify and any of that stuff. But I was like, you know what? The pressure alone to just keep up with the next one, with the next one. Uh, uh. You give up. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> let me relax uh and i think that's the beauty because it gives you anticipation i'm using the 13 pro max but i can't wait to learn get my hands on the 14 pro max when it comes yeah but let's go back into the market yeah because in this marketing you've also given out a lot of phones yeah so i was still giving you my story i asked myself how can this be solved but of course by then i didn't have the resources Mm. so i kept on dealing with different people getting my iphones but all the people I couldn't identify someone who is straight, who can do things the way I want them, who gives me their word and keeps it, who is honest, who is going to follow up with me as their customer, who is going to, you know, give me a call after six months and find out how the iPhone is working, who is going to give me a good discount, who will give me a chance to win an iPhone. There was nothing like that in the market. So when I break the internet and I realize I'm now famous for iPhones, I tell myself, you know what's done? This is the time. This is the time for you to change the game. This is the time for you to change the narrative of iPhone dealers. I sat down and uh, I had a vision. I wanted to start this brand, which is reliable, which is honest, which is uh, customer centered. So I started search buyers and I've always tried to keep that at the core of the business. We value the customer and we believe. Have you had any bad customer experiences? Yeah, of course, a lot of them. A lot of them like any other business but we always find a way to make sure the customer is satisfied at the end of the day because that is what matters yeah. that is uh the center of business 
my my goal was to it was not to make money i didn't get into it to make money but my goal has been to better people's lives to make sure people's how are you bettering people's lives with giving them iPhones at a cost because these are costly phones in a country where people are what the economy is now up that side people are complaining about the fuel what not how does me having the iPhone make my life better in your opinion uh so you realize you're running a podcast which yeah. podcast you have to publish on the internet at some time yeah so you need a good phone that is going to help you get good content put it out there and also follow up on that content that's right and the iPhone does exactly that and even better so, so in yeah. my once i am I'm, I'm providing these devices yeah. i'm trying to provide the best device to every single customer something that is going to enhance their digital lives and help them live better and better and enjoy their lives more how do i know that what the iphone are selling me is a fake iphone the guy the guy the, the photographer the dlp for this moses uh his iphone uh, struggles with connecting to the internet to the wi-fi it can't connect to the Wi-Fi from here. Um, the Wi-Fi server is right there in the editing room, yeah? So, but when he has to go next to where the server is for it to connect to the end. And I think that's not how it's supposed to be. The iPhone is supposed to be picking up. I mean, it's the iPhone. Yeah, it's yeah, it's supposed to be picking up the Wi-Fi exactly. at a reasonable length. So how do I know that I'm not being sold to a fake? And you know, fakes come in two different copies. Guys have real <laughs> hardcore, second hardcore, but it's still a fake. I have also seen um at the apartments bellwether i've seen people in the pool get out some go into the pool with the iphones they come out alive some go out and they come out in tears just within five minutes the thing just shuts down and i've seen it with my bare hands so how do i know that i'm not being sold to a fake uh how do you know that i'm not being sold effect how do i get uh, the authenticity Besides the fact that, okay, knowing that Sage Buyers is present and I can go to them, they have a company and a brand at risk, so maybe they have decided to sell good stuff. That's a good start. But um, a normal guy who's just listening in and they would want to buy an iPhone, how would they know? Uh, so, first of all, I'll categorize my answer into two. Are you looking to buy a brand new iPhone? you're looking to buy a uk used iphone let's go to both uk used and what, what, what do people <laughs> say uk used <laughs> is it used by people in the uk uh okay i'm yeah. gonna explain yeah. that in a few okay. i'll start with brand new if you're buying a brand new iphone brand new iphones always come with a serial number that is embedded outside their box apple has a website it's called apple checker yeah into this website you can enter that serial number and apple will give you the details of the phone whether it's brand new or it was activated before so uh that is the first check for brand new your phone shouldn't be activated according to apple checker because you're supposed to be the first person to activate it and once you activate it uh it is registered in the apple servers as activated now there's a the challenge of some dealers repacking the used phones wait first repeat that the whole checker apple checker thing when you go to the website uh it's the website is applechecker.com uh the phone comes with a a serial number that is on the box before mm. you open it so the first check for the brand new ones if you are buying a brand new phone a brand new iphone to be specific you need to first check the serial number on the apple website the apple checker so once you key in the apple the serial number uh that website will show you whether that phone has been activated or it has never been activated now activated is that step of setting up the iphone 
Yeah. The very first uh, exactly the name. Yeah. Well, yeah, once that is filled in, yeah. uh, the serial number is registered in the Apple website as activated. Uh, once it's not filled in, that means your phone is brand new and you will be the first user. Now, there's a big, big challenge of uh, a lot of uh, resellers repacking used phones or refurbished phones and selling them as new. So you can use that check to get over that to really clarify whether a phone is brand new or not. So if you're buying a brand new phone and you find that it's activated, then you're not buying a brand new phone. You're buying a used phone that is packed in a box. Uh, for brand new phones, that's quite easy as you've had it. And then it comes to UK used phones or used phones. Yeah. Now UK what, used what is a UK? UK used is the term we come up with uh, to define phones that have been been used in Africa. So sometimes they're not exactly from the UK. They may be from Italy. Dubai. They may be from uh, Dubai. They may be from the Philippines. They may be from uh, India. They may be but from the up. US. But hold on, there are two things. There are two feelings with people with a normal buyer. There people have a weird feeling if they say that dubai used and the uk used have you have you noticed that yeah that there's a difference between dubai but i don't understand it so that's what i would want you to help me okay so apple makes uh there's this big big misconception that clients come with yeah uh apple makes different models for different regions apple makes a model for the us it makes a model for well, europe it doesn't make anything for Africa at the moment. It makes a particular model for China and Hong Kong. And then finally, it makes what they call a global version. So there is no phone that is made for Dubai. There is no phone that is made for the UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah the phone is either made for Europe, it's okay. made for US, it's made for China and Macau, or it's made for the global, global use. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it comes down now dubai used and uk used they may be the same phone someone could because dubai is a collection mm. of different markets so in dubai you can find a phone which is a us just like you find here in our stock we have us we have uk we have china and we have the global versions so dubai used and uk used i think are just cliches that people you know have in their heads but these phones there is no phone that is uh, made for dubai yeah yeah okay, okay so if it's used because i found this time in the market uk mm -hmm. used mm -hmm. but to expound on it it may come from the uk it may come from the us but it's used but not from, from within the country the, yeah yeah, yeah. so for that what you have to check is uh the spare parts is the screen its original screen is the battery the original battery that came with the phone uh that is what you basically need to check and for the screen, there are different checks. For example, if you're using an iPhone 8 and above, yeah. the screen has to have Truton. There's a feature called Truton where the screen automatically adjusts the lighting to match that of the environment. And now once the originality of yeah, the once that screen is changed and they put a replacement screen, that feature will never come back. Okay. Yeah. And then you go to the battery. Apple now has uh, with the latest software it will tell you whether the battery is authentic or not. So okay, okay. that is also another different check. But that phone has to be running on this latest, latest software. So with used, once you verify that all the spare parts are Apple certified, then I should say you're on a safe side. Yeah, so that is basically how you can differentiate between the, the used, fake the fake and the authentic for both brand new and used.
What does um what does search buyer how does it plan to I don't want to say stay present in the market because you have stayed present in the market. But do you think there's there's uniqueness or any other guy that is going to come and deal iPhones is going to beat you out of the market? Uh what's the uniqueness with Sage? Our main uniqueness is we focus a lot on digital. Our goal is to become the leading digital brand when it comes to iPhones in the whole of Africa. So that is our main focus. And for another brand to come and beat us at that, it's going to have to be some work. And we are how very are you consistent. Sure to this that you're the biggest digital thing. Explain to me your marketing. Like, how do you put it all together and be like, you know what? This is it. And how is that bringing returns on investments? How are the campaigns? Because you do a lot of campaigns. So about the campaigns you really do. You're now running a family campaign? Why are we yeah, Sage Family. Yeah, so uh, how we run uh, the campaigns, how we run the marketing is, first of all, we define our customer. We know the characteristics of a person who wants an iPhone. And we know the characteristics of a person who wants an iPhone X. We can also know the characteristics of a person who wants an iPhone 13 Pro. How do you tell that this person and their characters, they don't deserve the Samsung S20, they deserve the iPhone? What uh, is that <laughs> thing on the internet? Is it the selfies that slay queens are too many? There a lot of there's a lot of Instagram and people really need clear pictures. People are selling facades and stuff. But you know what? Let's push them out. We have the gadget that has all these specifications that match, but the pricing. The slay queens never really have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but they figure it somehow. So the iPhone is first of all, it's a good product. It's something that you don't have to talk Market. a lot about. Yeah. yeah. So marketing a very good product is easy because now you focus on other things, value additional things. So when you look at our market, you look at the needs of our customers. What do customers need? What are customers looking for? Yeah. What is the customer of a 13 Pro Max looking for? What is the customer of an iPhone X looking for? And that is how we'll sculpture our marketing campaigns. We target the customer mm -hmm. and we try to focus on the customer's needs and fulfilling the customer's needs. And we also try to be as consistent as possible. How are you balancing the entrepreneurship and the pharmacy work? Because pharmacy is also, it pays, it's, it's up there. Of course, as they've always told all of us to look up to, and there's the money. Because uh, that actually says that you're right when you say you're not doing um, the, the entrepreneurship just for the money. You're yeah. You're helping the people because you've gotten the money in the medicine. How are you balancing it out? How how easy does it come to you? What is in your mental space that is easy? Because balancing also business, business startups in Uganda, one thing I've realized, you need to be into it full time to understand it too. But I, I noticed you really sold your phones yourself first. So the people, how is it like? Uh, balancing the two. Uh, when I was starting Sage Buyers, I started it alone. Balancing actually the entrepreneurship, I just don't want yeah, to. Balancing you do, entrepreneurship you and the pharmacy. We're talking about balancing the two, balancing entrepreneurship and balancing uh, the profession, pharmacy profession. So, uh, I'll give you... What, what do you love most? What do you love doing? <laughs> yeah, I love entrepreneurship. It comes naturally. I do it easily and it pays... It pays me easily. Yeah. yeah, I don't have to, you know, wait until wait until it. I don't have to struggle so much. Even when I struggle, it's I feel like 
this is my purpose. Mm. This is my purpose. I'm making people's lives better. I'm making things easier for people. And I'm also getting paid in return. So I started SageBuzz as a single person. I figured what works and what doesn't work. I got a team on board. So I have a team of about 10 people that I work with. Um, the CEO of the team or the leader of the team. So balancing becomes easier when you have people you can delegate certain tasks. For example, Sage Buyers can run without me going to the shop because the people have trained over the time to carry out the tasks that I could carry out. So now I focus on uh, other things like strategizing, like customer experience, like making sure my suppliers are happy, making sure I have customers have good relations, making sure we don't have any unsatisfied customer. Yeah. But the daily activities are run by other people. So that makes it easier for me to, you know, go to the pharmacy and then come back to entrepreneurship and uh, have things running smoothly both ends. Because I've uh, built a team, I've trained it. They believe in me, I believe in them, I trust them. How's your normal day like um, between, in your mind, how do you compartmentalize the business, the pharmacy, uh, the social media, because so you have to keep up with all that. Yeah. How, how is it like in your mind for you? For you, the tweets explain them, some of them, we're going to go into them, but yeah, how is it like for you? Uh, I wake up at 5 a.m. every morning. So when I wake up, I do a little bit of meditation. Uh, after meditation, I always make sure I read something. I read what does meditation mean to you, for you? What does it help you? Meditation helps me have a calm mind. It also helps me focus. Because there's a lot going on as an entrepreneur, as a pharmacist, you, everyone is, someone is asking for this, another is asking for this, another and complaining about this. So for me to stay organized and to stay composed and to stay calm and to focus on the things that matter, I usually meditate. It helps me start my day on a good note. Yeah. So, um, after that, I make sure I read something that is for my personal development that helps me do better as a person. So after that, I then start sit down and start planning my day entrepreneurship. I have my task, I have my roles and is as a CEO, I spell them out. I mark out my to-do list for the day as far as entrepreneurship is concerned. I also mark up my to-do list as far as pharmacy is concerned. And then I can start my day. Interesting. Yeah, it's quite easy because once I've marked out what to do, I know my head is now organized. I know at 10, I'm going to be doing this and nothing else can make me change from that. What's your relationship with drugs like? Seeing as your pharmacist, and I'm asking this because one, a lot of entrepreneurs our age, because we're not um, 28, we're not so far away in the bucket. Our age, um, you can't, when you have the power to make your own money, you also have the freedom to make your own roles around you. Now, freedom comes at a cost most of the times. Usually people my age don't, and if they're exposed to money, we don't skip. Um, three things are always in line with money. There's pussy, money, weed. Weed can now be the, the bracket for the whole drugs. For you, what's your relationship with drugs? The good thing is you also have a medic background. You understand the benzoyl, all that stuff people use. Yeah, my relationship with drugs, I'll start there. Yeah. Uh, about a year ago, uh, I think that is when I was at what I thought was the peak of my fame on the internet. Okay. 
and as you know it comes with a lot of pressure yeah. having to keep up with appearances and uh you know all that so at a certain point i went through the challenges that most people go through especially when they have money and then they have this film so i did drugs at a certain point interesting yeah but uh fortunately how bad how, how did you go into the drugs because <laughs> uh, you know drugs weird and, and i have another podcast the mind space podcast that's strictly podcast dedicated to m- mental health reason being one of the reasons i am very dedicated to this podcast is because me and my friends have gone through a lot of stuff and people never want to publicly talk about these things yet we all go through them whether you're a lawyer whether you're a street child whether you're what you're either addicted to some stuff and you're fighting your own battles and so how deep is it for you and how do you break out from them in, in that time of the information? uh i think is it the women and what brings you to the drugs now i think it was really deep and yeah. <coughs> i think it was yeah. really deep yeah. because most of my friends most of the people i had around me then we are doing them okay. and this you know reach a certain point in life as a young person when you have some money you always have those people who are trying to, to spend pray on you yeah, yeah to spend the money <laughs> yeah and uh all of these people were people who are doing drugs so, so i course. get into spaces where the people that i find cool are doing drugs and uh i'm enticed yeah. to yeah. try them yeah. So I try them, I try them, I like them. You know, as you're starting, you know, you think, you think you're sharp and you know, you think you'll you'll do it. Yeah, you'll handle, I'll only do this over the weekend. I'll only do this at this point of time. But uh, I think drugs are like gambling. You can never really win a casino. You can never beat it. Ultimately, it beats you. So I get to a certain point where I had started using drugs almost every weekend. Fortunately, I had people around me that noticed there was it as my behavior was starting to change a little bit. And uh, again, fortunately, being uh, someone from medical school, I knew people who, yeah, yeah, I knew there's a doctor called Dr. Benjamin Akimana. Mm. I think you know him. Yeah, he was my friend and he was my client. So when I started going through these uh, situations, he's one of uh, the best psychiatrists in the country. I approached him and talked to him man to man. You know what? I'm going through this. I'm going through this. Uh, I know it's not that bad now, but I'm scared. It might get worse. From what I can read, because I know what drugs can do, this is where I'm headed to. How do I break out? So we start on a journey to, you know, stop this. Uh, And along the way, fortunately, I get a very supportive partner who couldn't tolerate the drugs at all. And uh, I really love this person. And... I had one thing to do if I really wanted to, to have them. this person. I had to totally quit the drugs. Oh. Yeah, so that's how... So your how relationship comes to you as a blessing in this guy. It's, yeah. It's, it's just not the love and the lovey-dovey. There is so much that... It, oh, okay. That's exactly. Really There's a very good story behind it. Okay. Yeah, and... Do you uh, believe in love? Have you, have you experienced love? like in its Yeah, reality? I have. I believe love is one of the best feelings and it's one of the best... Uh, how things do you know you're in love? Like you're in genuine love and it's just not... <laughs> you know, again, I'm asking you this because you're an entrepreneur who has access to money. There are two things that happen. When you have access to money, and this is one of the things that I believe that I was very less informed about. Money gets things done because it can get things done. Yeah. So on the surface level, you can uh, hang around when, when, you, when, you're, when you're working 
of course you have what the average girl would want so to have bad bitches around you is quite easy but to really know that now this is my person now like, like your story that's very encouraging that you actually have someone who has helped you get off drugs that could have taken you to some bad position in your life so that's very encouraging how do you feel like you know what this is love this is this is my definition of love uh my definition of love is uh two people being able to understand and appreciate each other on all levels emotionally physically psychologically financially two people once two people are in a relationship where they understand each other they care for each other mm. and uh, they're willing to make certain compromises to make the other person feel better or be better for me that's the real definition of love and uh I believe love shouldn't be a situation where one person is taking and the other is uh, is getting drained. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it has to be a back and forth kind of situation. You gain from me, I gain from you. You do for me this, I do this for you. That is my That's definition of love. That's the perfect world, but don't you think we, we are in a world where, again, uh, for you to sustain, mostly like for, for us men, for us to really sustain relationships, you have to be the, the one making the most money. <laughs> be the one uh, even if the woman really is um well read enough and they're really open-minded you feel some type of way if you're not yeah if you don't have something in your wallet it's weird to have a partner who is uh who is better than you at very many aspects let's say academically they have mbas and you don't you feel some type of way it takes some really intelligence for you to know that you know it's just really life yeah you have to be very open-minded to tolerate love. that yeah you believe that if you if you died today you'd at least know that when i was on earth i experienced some love okay yeah so for me i believe okay the man provides that is yeah that is natural yeah but you have to be providing to someone who adds value to you okay you have to be providing to someone who is adding a uh, substantial value to it it doesn't have to be financial uh she can it can be as easy as how you know putting an outfit together for you for example this morning she put all this together i just woke up and dressed up interesting yeah it can be as easy as preparing a meal for you because as a man you have other things to focus on than yeah. being in the kitchen yeah so for me it's uh it's always not about money it's about how someone makes you feel and how someone appreciates you and how much someone is willing to compromise a few things to make you feel comfortable that's uh my basic definition of love love and success what's your definition of success uh, and that also comes to um i have had your tweets some days when you have said i'm the richest 20 from when you're 23 years you're, you're saying you're saying this i'm the richest 23 years sometimes you're saying it to joke and i would get that but then i am of the thought that i want to really understand what is going through in your mind in that time you really feel like you know what because I've, I've felt like that i don't know how other people felt but to me i okay because i have felt like that where you feel like much as you know that there are people doing better than you but you really feel like you know what for me this is in my mind in my mind i am the richest person what's your definition of like success and how do you feel about success in general do you feel it's all you want from life uh i'll go back to my childhood i've yeah. always dreamt about being the richest person 
being Elon Musk right in now. a city, in a country, in the world. Yeah, it was always running through my head. So I was always working towards that. Uh, so sometimes I say that because I was prophesying upon my life. I'm the richest 23 year old. Exactly. Yeah, I believe in the power of words. I believe in faking it till you make it. Okay. And uh, at this point, I don't think there's so many people of my age who are doing better than me. And uh, how do you come up with that conclusion? What informs your perspective <laughs> on thinking? And, and 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 I really want to know, like in, in in generally, how do you weigh into this one? This is what my better is, and this is what their worst is. When you say a lot of people, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a lot better. Your definition of better is what exactly? Yeah. Uh, my definition of better is. Uh, I'm doing better than this person. It's 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 a three sixty kind of thing. Socially, mentally, mm. financially, mm -hmm. economically. So it also comes down to the people you're exposed to. As a Budonian, I believe I'm exposed to the A kind yeah. of the A the A part of the country. Yeah. Yeah. So when I look through the A part of the country and, and I'm sc I'm scoring better on certain Clemens. weighing scales, yeah. then I know I'm doing good. I'm not doing bad. Yeah. So for me, that is my definition. And uh, it is something that I've always dreamt about. And it is something that I want to achieve at a certain point. I want to be an Elon Musk at a certain point in my life. And uh, I'm working towards it. And I know that comes through. Creating. How far and how realistic is it that um, you can become an Elon Musk? In, 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 in your mind, how is that real? Like, do you have like a planned strategy? Let's say with the, the entrepreneurship and the pharmacy, do you believe you? Elon Musk is going to the moon and rocket in the sky. And I'm not saying I also really feel like I'm modern day Elon Musk. I feel, um, but this is how I want to relate to Elon. It's on how he thinks and how how he perceives the world in general. That is the kind of perspective I also like. Minus the money, because you see, it, it, now like in Uganda, it's hard to tell who is rich. Genuinely, yeah, because the guys who have true. money have either stolen from government. There's a chunk lot of people who have stolen money from government that cannot go washed. So you cannot genuinely know that I am at the bar. This guy is popping bottles, and maybe they <laughs> have a formula. Maybe I want to be like yeah. that. So you can't even like be, you can't be sure on who has to mentor you, yeah. Because you could be there seeing this guy that tweeting thousands, and and they really just got a COVID relief and put up whatever they put up. Yeah, and maybe they laundered money from yeah. the internet or something like that. So how is realistic is it for you that you are going to accumulate enormous amounts of wealth? Uh, he's still richest in East Africa and he has been for a very long time. Guys have not passed him. So to me, I really want to be rich as, as a person. But the reality of it all, when I put my cards on the table, I'm like, how easy is it going to be for me? Is it just a saying that I have to be, I'm going to be rich and believe in myself, but how easy is it? How special can I be that I'm going to at least reach Sudeo's level? The man owns Kampala. Wherever you look, there's his building. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy called Ty Lopez I usually follow on the internet and I listen to a lot of his podcasts. Yeah. And uh, he usually has this saying of rich people are not rich because they got lucky. They're rich because they, they are providing value to the people. If you look at Bill Gates, what he's doing, uh, Microsoft, how many people are using Microsoft? How many 
how are they using Microsoft? How many corporations are using Microsoft? So for me, I look at it in an angle of providing value. Uh, you talked about the deal. Yeah. Uh, if you walk out of here, there's a chance myself, I go to speak apartments a lot yeah. because the service is good. They have all the facilities. So I believe in providing value, providing as much value. And I believe the more value you can provide to people and uh, the more people you can provide value to, the better you can get financially. So I'm looking at an angle of making sure I use what I have to provide as much value to people uh, as much as possible. And the more people I can provide value to, the more my bank accounts will be, you know, blessed. I don't and believe in making like money. What's your genuine end goal in life? What's, what are you looking to accomplish? I'm looking to helping as many people as possible live better lives. That is uh, my goal in life. Yeah. I want to help people become better in all aspects of their lives. How do you, do you have a rough idea of how you can implement that? Uh, yeah, I have a rough idea of how I can implement that from uh, my two ventures. Yeah. I have to make sure I'm providing the best products. I have to make sure I'm following up on these people. I have to make sure they're making the best use of their products. I think you've seen a lot of... Uh, so your follow-ups are also in the use. When you sell me the phone, you follow up on how it's helping Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Once you purchase a phone from Sage Buyers, we always keep our records. We get your name, we get your email address, and uh, we get your phone number. I believe right now we have the most data about iPhone users because we have consistently been keeping it ever since the business began. So we believe in uh, data. We have the data of iPhone users. Yeah. That is why you mentioned the point of competition. It's going to be hard for someone else to come and overrun us. Because we have data of Are iPhone. you selling the most iPhones in the country? Genuinely? Do you think? I believe. I believe. Though it's not something I'm going to put out there publicly. But okay. at the point, I believe... Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> put it yeah, I believe I'm selling a good number. Given, compared to my competitors. But there's a lot of people selling phones in town. It's, at, at some point, it's even hard to know. Um, minus the market. The market... The people you are appealing to who really understand the value of the phone and they buy it the people who can have the time because you are looking out to brand digitally and become the biggest digital so that puts a special class of people that really attend to the message you're trying to put out there yeah now that also leaves a rather big ignorant class of people that are just driven by the winds of how to sell once they what to buy once they drop it to town they get to these numerous guys that from Tasa, the next guy the next guy the next guy the selling phone whether fake or good or what or good they're in business they've been in business it has worked for them that's good how does the average person just get to know that you know what it's said by or for you it's strictly going to be the person who can access the internet uh we've had a couple of uh satisfied satisfied clients in the past so it goes beyond we have customers who don't use instagram who don't use whatsapp who don't use uh, twitter there's this class of people who just you know uses their phones for, yeah, yeah they use it for and we've gotten usually gotten those two referrals uh there's a book called contagious about marketing yeah and uh, a satisfied customer is the best marketing tool that anyone will ever have 
that's what it says so we've had a couple of satisfied customers in the past who also help us get these people who are not on our different social media platforms and then second we have different partnerships with uh, different companies in uh, an urge to add value to our product we've made uh, several partnerships including that with Lipa later yeah where yeah. you can come pay 10 percent of uh, any iphone and uh, we give you the iphone and you can pay the balance in 12 months now Lipalata also has a platform where they what is it how 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 does that work they give you 10 percent in fact i'm going to moses have you had 10 percent and you come with the latest iphone he wanted an iphone and he has been asking you i need to buy the iphone yeah how how trusting is it in in our society that because ideally i would guys out there uh when you look at timelines for um uganda a the ones that live outside the country they're able to access cars dope phones because they can get things on credit in their countries their systems are designed like that but to us to put together just five million and then get all this five million and give it to said buyer at once is a whole pain yeah, uh, it's, uh... yeah. <laughs> but if you're giving us to, to, to credit also that comes to what's in for you how do you trust me that i'll really bring out the balance uh, how does it work so in partnership with lipa later we have an online form where we get the details of the customer now there's one very important thing it's called a bank statement once i have a look at your bank statement i see how your money flows in and out i can tell whether you can finance a phone over five million over a period of 12 months it's easy to tell it's not so hard and then to also keep ourselves secure, yeah. uh, we get certain documents of the customer, for example, the national ID. So for you to be able to access this service, we ask you to upload a copy of your national ID. And on top of that, you sign a Metrofall credit form. Uh, and uh, to make ourselves more secure, to secure our sides and our interests, this is also insured and the customer pays the cost of the insurance yeah so once we so, combine all uh, that the data, phone is very very expensive if i'm getting it on credit it's more expensive than when you would yeah, get but it on you're cash. still giving it to me exactly yeah. however it also gives you some type of freedom because getting five million at once it's you will like get 500k or yeah. five million at once that is 500k times 10 right yeah yeah so, so you really get that in a year if i'm earning 2.5 I can afford the latest iPhone. Exactly. Okay. So all you'll have to pay us is an interest rate of 4.2% of the remaining balance every month. And I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Because uh, paying about 570 instead of 500K, uh, ideally it should be 500,000. Mm. But there's that extra fee to cover for the extra, for the insurance and also for the interest rate. So I think it's fair enough getting 5 million from your pockets as an entrepreneur, I know I need cash. So if I'm to, I'm able to finance something as I also make my money, that would work for me. We also target people who are, who need devi these devices to make money. For example, as a, as a YouTuber yourself, as a, someone who has a podcast, you would love to have nice gadgets that you can use. And uh, sometimes you don't have the capital at once to get those the gadgets yeah. so once we give you the gadgets you can use those gadgets to make money and then pay us so it becomes uh easier in that way and it becomes more beneficial to society to be able to finance these gadgets as they're using them
Interesting. How, um, in terms of market investment, have you have you gotten back what you've invested, let's say in marketing, in terms of profits, in, in, in the space of three years? This is just to inform the entrepreneur of how heavily invested you are in this. You've done giveaways to people. I, I don't know if they know the math, but for fact, even Jumia has existed around nine months. I don't think they're broken even yet. And I used to work for them at some point when they just come up here. But um, in terms of uh, the startup, is it profitable? Yes. Uh, do you also, how big do you want to scale out as a show? How are you looking? Are, are you like Rocket Health? You know Rocket Health is also a Ugandan startup. Yes. It just exploded. Now the guy got five million in terms of funding. Are you looking at the same? Do you want to go extremely as big as, as that? Uh, yeah, I'm Have looking to... What, as what's, the, what's the plan for Sigma? Yeah. Uh, my main goal is to become an upper franchise, to have an upper franchise in, in Uganda. Uh, so what I'm looking at in terms of scaling, okay. I want to be able to provide as many iPhones to different people, to different corporations, to different organizations. And I also have uh, a business-to-business model where we supply funds to organizations and they can finance them over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our main goal as it, when it comes to financing is to be able to serve as many people across East Africa as possible. About breaking even, uh, most companies don't break even until, until the first couple of years. Uh, Sage Buyers is a bootstrapped uh, entity. It is something that I, I, didn't, I didn't gather a big amount of capital to start, but I was using the resources available. And to my advantage, I had a lead start. I had a good start because I was already famous on the internet and I didn't invest a coin into that. Do you attribute um, your business idea to a one shilaga shomba or some bit of it? It's good to give credit where it's due. Okay, yeah. yeah, and I must say, I started Sage Buyers because of Sheila Kachumba. Interesting. Yeah, and we've always had this conversation with her, though someone would never believe Did it. Did you not give her free funds? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. That's a big Yeah, but she's a customer. Yeah, we're good friends. How much of uh, Steve Jobs' life as an, as an entrepreneur, first of all, and also as the guy who started iPhones, which you're selling, making money off his death, how much of his life and his story inspires you and what stories what specific motivation from him oh he's there any by the way he's, uh, but i've seen he's one of the guys look up you have a whole yeah portrait portrait of him at, at, at the workplace how much of his life uh, and what in particular about him about steve jobs because um speaking of which he was actually known uh, when you look at the employees he was not like a really really good boss he had failed on uh, a few personal things as the individual but that's the thing character is may never judge people on their character I, I look at what they have done because we have all behaved in some type of way look at chameleon such a superstar but i've been in bars where he'll just come and just splash away your bottles like because it's chameleon <laughs> <laughs> so how much of steve jobs inspires you? uh steve jobs inspires me right from uh, how we started how we started from uh, you know the small space of a garage trying to build computers is that realistic here can you uh, because one you also didn't even start isn't it you know that story of um, in the garage even amazon 
I think it applies <laughs> I think it actually applies here because if I'm to describe to you how I started, uh, it's quite of a similar story. I okay. started with uh, nothing. I started with just social media film. I didn't have chunks of money to mm-hmm. stock or do things like that. No, I started from uh, nothing. Yeah. yeah, from an iPhone. <laughs> that was just given. To <laughs> yeah, that was just given to me by a friend. Uh, so I believe in the way he started, he started small, he started with a friend, they built something. And, uh, most importantly, he always looked at the market. What is the market lacking? There are computers already. There's IBM, which is one of the top companies. You, I'm sure I didn't, he couldn't imagine he would beat them at a certain point. Mm. Uh, but he was focused on building something that is quality, something that is good and something that is going to wow the market. That was his factor. He wanted that wow factor. Whatever he built, he wanted it to stand out. So personally, whatever I build has to stand out as well. Whatever campaign I put out, I have to make sure it has a feature that stands out and is uh, appeals to our customers. Yeah. Do you think your ego as a person and, 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 and for your personality is a key factor in, in this, in standing out for this? Also, do you think it's a good thing to have an ego? I think it's a good thing to have an ego because be like once you have an ego, you have standards you can't go below. You have set standards for your life and uh, they, you usually can't go below them. There's uh, a famous speaker who usually says, you are your standards. Yeah. Yeah, you're not what you want, but what your standards are is what makes you. So as a person, I have standards and the same standards apply to my business. If you ask anyone that I work with, they will tell you that I have standards and I never compromise on my standards. Once we have a customer at the shop, I have to make sure that customer is satisfied. I have to make sure that customer gets what they want. We are not about getting their money, but we are about satisfying their need. Mm -hmm. So all my employees know that once a customer comes, you need to find out what the customer needs. We are not just trying to push a sale. We are not just trying to make that sale for the day but we are trying to satisfy a customer's needs. So with Steve Jobs' story, uh, he reached a point where he couldn't manage, where the board voted him out because yeah. of uh, a few incompetences. I've also reached a point in my life where I believe if I didn't have a team around me and Sage Bars was totally running on me, it would have failed. Um, speaking of running it, is it just your idea? It is. What do you mean? Like, is it a team? Do you wake up in the morning and um, dictate your own principles? Because this is also a small startup, usually. Dictating is not entirely a bad thing for the business when you have a vision. Because then it's usually only you that understands the vision you have. Much as the team could be... uh, The team wants to make a buck and go away at the end of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Make their buck, go away. So they want their set rules of, I want to come, do this, do this, do this, and we move away. But how inspiring are you to them that they can really come up with, um, with ideas? Um, I, th- I, think, I think I just got lucky. Along the way, I got people who believed in what I was doing from the core. Mm. I got people who said, you know what, I want to work for you, as, even if you're not paying me. I believe in your dream and I want to help you build it. What does that mean to you? For you as a uh, for me, that speaks volumes for your personality. That means your friends are willing to, 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 to,
to really if someone is willing to support your dream they're willing to go to to go down for you That's exactly so it's all about now when these people come in as a person i knew i had to build meaningful relationships with these people i knew that these people have come in to give me what they have but i also have to give them I have to give them a part of my life. I have to give them. I have to guide them. I have to. It has to be a symbiotic relationship. They have to gain in this as well. Mm. So I got blessed with uh, about four people that believed in the vision, and uh, I believe they are not in it for the back. There are people I can uh, express my emotions to. There are people I can express myself to, and they won't judge me. However, they will make sure they do everything in their power make me a better person so i got blessed with these people that have made this journey possible i should say without them i wouldn't have gone so far but there are these instrumental people of course it buys the sole proprietorship i have a hundred percent shares so it all gets are back you, to me are you going to list anytime <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's the vision it's not even inevitable for yeah of course if i'm to scale and you know do all that i need to i want to buy shares sometime by the way <laughs> Should really know, and, and and I also will tell you how a in the previous times people like to call it all Twitter. Mm. <laughs> and famous because of an iPhone, because they had an iPhone, yes. And how it happened is I actually had a girlfriend, I used to call myself I Karen, the I was for the iPhone. Then, um, the partner was also they had an eye to them, so the people used to be about it. I used to talk about the iPhone, how my iPhone, so one day my, my phone got stolen, a legend, made noise about it. <laughs> it, it. It was just that feeling the iPhone gives you when you have it. And I see it with, with a lot of people. I, I, I still see it with, I don't take this as well. So that, so I'll definitely buy shares. Um, I really, really was a fanatic until I realized that no other pressure and stuff. But all that, that when you list, mm. please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh that is in the long term that is in the long term but uh so i was still telling you about the sort of c yeah. jobs there's a time the board uh considered him incompetent to run the company and that's when he was fired mm. however i believe the dna of the company was with uh steve jobs yeah. and uh everything started going down as soon as he resigned i think after he was kicked out, they Did employed... Did you think something happened to Twitter? Uh, you know, Jack resigned, they appointed Parang, now under Parang is when Elon Musk has wants to take over. take over. Uh, yeah, I believe... I don't I don't support the idea of Elon Musk taking over Twitter. I believe... Why wouldn't you support that? Let's first talk about that. I believe it It would... Uh, ask... Twitter taking away... Twitter will take you off Stanley. I, I've seen your opinions. If you believe that Elon Musk shouldn't take, they will deactivate your account with time because you're going to get so much power from just being an entrepreneur and that is a scare. You know, once you get so much power in the current digital life, how the disadvantage with it is these platforms are now in position to dictate who can be the next leader. You know, it's now going to be so easy to get... Bobby Wine run a successful campaign. Bobby Wine or whoever opposition can be in the time run a successful campaign just through digital platforms. And this is how Donald Trump won his elections out there, manipulating just big data. So if Twitter has so much power, if we don't have an open-minded CEO like Elon and Twitter has so much power, that means they decide what is right and what is wrong. And that situation, you don't want it with anyone. That is why personally I support Elon taking over. 
because Elon to him it's no one has so much power we're all equal everyone deserves he has done the same thing with the Russia Ukraine war where he provided communication i think in Ukraine where he just wants everyone to have for us to be able to get both sides of stories if they're happening so you don't want to be in a position where you, because you've amassed so much power and your opinion carries some good weight you're shut down for that they've done that with donald trump and other conservatives in the, in the u.s and i think it's a bad thing everyone should be able to say how they feel it's, it's at the end of the day it's just opinions our realities are in our moments we have to realize them as us yeah so yeah um first of all those ones want to upgrade so we'll talk ab- about them after but what can we about? wrap this up yeah. in a, in a, a bit yeah so we are going to talk about your legacy and we get done basically that is actually it so do you think about death yeah i think about i have a friend of mine who usually talks about death and uh, its reality yeah yeah what's your death plan do you have one have you thought about it deeply uh not deeply uh i would love to believe that are you scared of death (laughs) yes i'm scared of death but i would love to believe that it's not something that i know it can happen to me anytime now but it's not something i'm thinking about so much so what is the actual legacy this is the final question what's the actual legacy you're trying to leave behind before you die and i also think you shouldn't be scared of death because it has proven it happens to anyone whether <laughs> god or what or what anyone dies so we should really get and that's where the power of meditating to me comes in when you meditate and you can listen to your present being then there you know that whatever is happening in your body can come to an end and can stop that's the beauty so it's to have as many conversations my legacy in terms of me it's to have as many conversations with people like you that are trying to really start up things to have like that legacy and it's just not a one-time thing i'll call you back over and over again if you have new improvements if you have other things we'll probably talk about the shoes some other time and why you're cross venturing how is the fashion business by the way uh the fashion business is uh we just started and uh we are trying to start the market and trying to beat the market how much are the shoes though i'm a big shoe fan uh the range ugandan shoe sellers is you're giving us that high copies and you're pricing them so expensively that what you look at a sneaker and it's 350 000 and it's not really <laughs> so our goal at uh, ngato store is yeah. to make sure you provide the most genuine uh, shoes at the most affordable pr- uh, prices in uh, in town okay yeah so we are looking at striking partnerships with uh, international shoe brands like nike puma to become one of their distributors that's our long-term goal as a uh, gato store yeah now so my legacy um i have over time i realized the money that the power that money has you can use it for the right reason you can use it for the wrong reason you can use it to help uplift other people's lives you can also use it to uh to make people suffer or to to downplay other people yeah yeah so i want to be that person that helped as many people achieve their goals as possible yeah and that comes down to the people i work with that's come down to the people i serve when i give you something i want it to make your life better not worse i want to give you a phone that is going to make you curse why you (laughs) ever met me 
I want to give you something that is going to make your life better. So my legacy is I want to help as many people as possible achieve their dreams. The same way I'm uh, seeing myself realize some of my dreams because the people who helped me, the people who inspired me. So I want to inspire as many people. Who inspired people. you? Do you have a name? Uh, yeah, he's called Peter. Uh, Mr. Peter Ndiwalana. Uh, I don't think he knows that, but he was one of my biggest inspirations. Why? Uh, it was basically because of how he was using his money to help other people and how he was living his life. Yeah, so I also wanted to be like him at a certain point in my life. I set certain goals that I've seen myself achieve. I set certain dreams that I'm now living. So I want to help as many people uh, achieve their dreams. I want to help as many people reach where they are trying to go. I want to help as many people be satisfied with their lives interesting now the last question what does death look like to you uh What's death that? for me is uh is the end yeah i believe that's the end Once i believe die, i believe end. i believe that's no the end external life are you christian uh do you believe in god i believe in god i believe in god but i'm not so sure about what happens after because there's so many mm, so many so many so. theories about what happens after but to me now death is the end of uh, someone interesting yeah this is the end of the podcast thank you stanley really. thank you thank so you. much it was uh this is nice nice being hosted here yeah. me too nice to have you